Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here this week to the left of me is Tom Dorian. Hello. So if you don't know, <laughs> hey, Tom, how are you? That was very off-putting. Um, did you like that? <laughs> I did. It surprised me. I thought there were more words, but then I should no, remembered I'm dealing with you. to the point. Succinct and to the <laughs> well, point. Well, I'm glad to have you here. If you don't know who Tom is, Tom is the co-host of the Catholic Cafe podcast and radio Yay. show, which Deacon Jeff's a big fan of. It happens yeah. to be his show, yeah. um, but it's on EWTN and tons of other places around the country in the podcast world and on uh, radio stations as well. But Tom is also a sitting board member on Pew Ministries, the 501c3 that uh, houses just a guy in the pew and all the other things we're doing. So Victor couldn't be here today. His camel broke down or he had to work on the mine palace or something. His I don't know. Broke down. <laughs> That's a joke from last week. He said he was really into the desert fathers. And so I asked him if he had a, is that why the camel's always parked outside? But so he couldn't be here. That's I think good. he had a work emergency, but thank you for stepping in today. Yeah, and man. My pleasure. Thanks for having excited me. Excited about it. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you've heard, Tom, this is something that you've been through before, I know, but Exodus 90 is, is teamed up with us. And Victor and I, that and, is and huge. you, if you want to, and some other, <laughs> you sound like Trump, I know. Uh, some other people uh, in our group of friends, and hopefully a lot of the listeners here are going to join us for an Exodus 90 that starts January 4th and goes all the way to Easter Sunday, uh, walking towards freedom together and trying to it. get rid of some of these things in our life and uh, that, that are distracting us and keeping us from being the men that we're called to be. So if you want to join that wait list, I posted it on social media today. You can find it on all our Instagram, uh, Facebook. The link is xs90.com slash John Edwards. You can go on there, sign the wait list, and you'll start getting emails and updated as we move towards January. I also want to take a minute to thank some of our patrons. We've had a bunch, uh, you know, join in the last couple of weeks. Um, Bob, Michael, Steve, uh, and, and Joan. There's been a bunch that have jumped in there, and uh, I've really enjoyed the comments. A lot of the guys are interacting on the Facebook private community and in right. the patron itself, so thank you for that. Uh, if you haven't become a patron, you should become check it out. Become one. That's right. Become one. Thank right you, Tom. away. Now, that's a good board member right there. Yeah, man. I'm one. <laughs> I know you are, and I yeah. appreciate it. You get a lot of cool stuff. You know, you got the mugs and the shirts and the koozies and all that, but you really get a lot of extra content, one of which was released this week, which is an um, extra interview with Bill Donahue from the Theology of the Body Institute. So good stuff. There's a lot of stuff like that. So if you haven't joined, you can go to patron.com uh, slash pewministries. Or you can find it on any of our social media. There you go. So thank you. And Tom, again, thanks Great for commercial. being here. Thank you. Thank you. I, I well appreciate done. it. I practiced it for you hours. You're a pro, man. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Who needs uh, You need to be here all the time. You make me feel good. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, that's what I'm, that's what board members do, right? <laughs> that's right. Thank keep, you. Well, we're going to be talking about the something. the guy pumped up. That's right. Well, I'll tell you what. The guy today is pumped up because he wants to talk about repentance. That's what we've been. Oh, great. Um, yeah. It's, it's something that <laughs> I knew you needed, Tom. And I'm glad I, that's why I asked you to be here. <laughs> But Never saw it coming, did I? Yeah, seriously though, we you know we've talked in the last couple of weeks about a lot of things, you know, overcoming addictions and comfort and all that. Um, last week we talked about grace and how we need God's grace to be able to do anything in our life. And so as I was getting sure. ready for the show this week, um, I started. I had four different topics basically I was looking at and, and really had trouble deciding, you know, what we should do. And of course, I asked the Lord, and He pointed me in a direction to where these things sort of succinctly fell in line of, of what we're going to do over the next four weeks. So today we're going to start with repentance. Right. And, you know, 
that is something that is so important for men. Um, you know, we I've talked about it a lot with my men's group. In fact, lately we had a big discussion on it. And it seems like a lot of men, as men, we always want to go out and fight the battles, right? Mm-hmm. You always hear a lot of the spiritual battles and the we've got to go out there and there's a war raging and go grab your lance and your, your mace and your shield and put on your armor and, and go out there to that fight. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're drawn to as men, right? Like we don't want to deal with the stuff, that, the interior fight, right? That's where the real issues are in our lives individually. Right. You know, we've got that battle raging for our heart all the time, good versus evil, sin versus righteousness and virtue all of these things that we feel tugged on but as men a lot of times we don't want to mess with that right we don't know how to deal with it so we shove it down we put it to the side we suppress it but we're we want to charge off into the into the food pantry to go do that or we want to go do all these other things right to to show i'm going to go be active here Mm -hmm. but we don't want to be active in our own hearts and in our own lives and we have to do that before we ever go into a battle on the exterior you know what i like to call is the battle out there but it's the battle within us that first has to be won. Right. Um, if we're not winning that, then we're not good to anybody, right? St. John, um, uh, John Climacus says, To repent is not to look downwards at my own shortcomings, but upwards at God's love. It is not to look backwards with self-reproach, but forward with trustfulness. It is to see not what I have failed to be, but what the grace of Christ I might yet become. Mm-hmm. So the reason I put that quote there when I saw it is it's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, we want to kind of run out and do as men mm-hmm. and not be. Right. And so we ignore the things that are really holding us back from who God is calling us to be, mm-hmm. to go out and project this healed or non-broken personality to the world. But in fact, that's one of the worst things we can do. And so we look at repentance as like, I look down on the things I've done. Uh, there's shame involved with repentance. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go there. And that's really a trick of the devil. The devil convinces you that the shame is not in the sin, it's in the repentance. Mm-hmm. But actually, the, the shame is in the is in the sin. So as men, we've got to learn to start digging into these issues in our life before we ever want to go out there and, and start doing other things in our life to try to help others. Or And I'm not saying don't be charitable. I'm just saying we have to fix what's wrong at home before we start going out into the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so the word there's a word that comes to mind for me, and that word is surrender. Yeah, <laughs> it's the exact opposite of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're talking about going out into battle, battling within ourselves, and really, if we surrender, if we surrender to God, then uh, He's going to take care of the battle. Sure, sure, yeah, hard to do. You're exactly right, and we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. It is one of the hardest things to do, but it's something that we have to do because if we can't get all this junk in our own hearts out of the way, then we can't be any good to anybody else. And so what is repentance? Like if we really looked up the definition of it, it's the activity of reviewing one's actions and feeling contrition or regret for past wrongs, which is accompanied by commitment to and actual actions that show and prove a change for the better. That's what repentance is, is mm-hmm. saying enough's enough, right? You look in the, in, in the Bible verses, you hear Jesus, the first thing he says in the gospel, uh, you know, of gospel of Mark, the, the book of Mark, he says, the, this is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing out of our Savior's mouth, right? Mm-hmm. But it's some of the last thing we want to do. Right. We'll say as Catholics, and God bless that we have the, the the sacrament of reconciliation. It's such a grace and an opportunity to be healed in our lives. But we'll say things like, I want to go to confession, and i got to get this off of my chest, right? I want to go say I'm sorry for it and receive my absolution. That is a good thing. We need more people doing that. It's an excellent thing. But at the bottom of that, at the at, at the, the center of that, needs to be repentance, right? Which means turn around go the other direction. Right, right. If I'm a guy that has a nagging sin, maybe it's pornography or something, that's a prevalent sin among men. Right. Like, 
maybe that's my thing. And I go there just to say, okay, I fell and now I need to go there and dust myself off and get back up and which is a good thing as well. Right. And say, I'm sorry, but then it ends there. I have no true repentance in my heart of the sin. And go then, back and do the same thing all right, over again. Right. And there's really no forgiveness in that. Like the priest gave you absolution, but if you weren't, if you didn't have a repentant heart, when you asked for that forgiveness, right. then are you really forgiven? Because God knows your heart, right? He knows if you did it just to come and check a box or if you really meant, I'm sorry, I'm going to try with everything in my power to not do this again. Now, it doesn't mean you won't. doesn't mean you're not, that, that you won't fall again to the right. same thing even. But it meant, like, what it means is, have I had enough? Like, is enough enough? Have I made up my mind that I'm not going to have a part of this anymore? Maybe I will fall, but I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I don't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of us, we fall short because we just say, I'm going to go say, I'm sorry. I'm going to receive my absolution. And, and you know, I'm going to gonna check the box and then I'm going right, to do it again. I got right. my free ticket all or over again. I'm just going to expect, as we said last week, God's grace to handle every bit of it for me and not cooperate with it. Right. Right. Like I'm just going to assume that God's going to, I said, I'm sorry. He's just going to take care of me now. Yeah, he's got it. But the fact is I have to be a man of action. Mm-hmm. Right, we want action to go out. Right, go out and grab your mace on stuff. Yeah. You want action, take action in your own life. You got to go out and practice virtue. Right, go out and say enough is it. I know what's in my heart. I want to see where this is coming from, because the things that we go and confess ninety percent of the time are not what's really wrong with us. It's symptoms of something that's wrong. Right, you know, if you're angry, there's a reason you're angry. Maybe it's an old wound that you've never come to grips with, or you don't even know really where it came from itself, or even the the pornography and the acting out of you know in, in impurity. Mm-hmm. Those things all come from somewhere. And if we're just going and saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and never looking to why, why is this happening in my life? And when am I going to have enough of it? It's That's, not going to get fixed. Right. There were plenty of times when I was doing drugs where I said, I'm not going to do this tomorrow. I don't want this in my life. I'm done, God. I'll flush this stuff down the toilet. You know, the amount of money I probably wasted in flushing drugs and pouring beer out is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm serious. But the next day, I'd be right back there doing the same thing again. Right. Because in my heart, I didn't truly want to stop. Yeah. Right. I wanted to be forgiven. I wanted to feel better. I wanted my conscience reordered. Right. Like God, see, I'm, I'm trying to be good, but the bottom line is, I never. What was the key for life. you? How, how do you think you were able to stop well, it? The then? whole getting thrown in jail thing kind of helped, but <laughs> but no, like honestly, it just it came to a point in my life where I knew if I don't stop this, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to lose everything in my life. So I have a choice to make, right? And we talked about this last week on cooperating with grace. It's like God is giving me a moment of grace right now to make a decision. It's either continue this and lose everything in my life and, and possibly die and, and never be around my kids or my wife again or choose the way that he wants me to go. He's offering me a choice right now. If I choose it or not, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to do is we have to, to say in our lives, enough's enough. Like, I'm repenting, Lord. I am turning from everything. Doesn't mean, like we said again, that we're not going to fall or have a mistake, but it means that I'm going to, with every bit of will that I have, I'm going to turn away from from the devil and from evil and from sin and from everything in my life that I know is a problem, and I'm going to walk towards you with everything I have. You you surrendered to him, though. I mean, you pretty yeah. much had a conversation with him and it went like yeah, that. Yeah, I had to. And said, I'm giving it to you. Here, here, let's go. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how it has to happen. Now, some of us, like me, we're brought to our knees in that. And I think a lot of times we think that's our only option, but we have a choice in everything. Mm-hmm. Like. There's choices. God gives us choices in every minute of every day. Mm-hmm. Good versus evil, right versus wrong, virtue versus vice. It's just whether or not we've made our mind up, I'm going to live a repentant life. Jesus didn't say, say I'm sorry and believe in the gospel. No, he said repent right. and believe in the gospel. Don't do this anymore. Stop being like you are and be like this. Right. And I, I know that's hard, and there's probably a lot of guys out there listening saying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. 
But the fact is, like, you can do it through God's grace, as we talked about last week, but you have to get your mind made up to be in that position. Um, what happens for me, and we, I was talking to a guy in my men's group about this, you know, a week ago on our, our on our Wednesday night deal, and he came up and was speaking to me about something that he continues to struggle with. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just, I want to stop. I want, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I know that I'm, I'm hurting myself and I'm hurting God. And, you know, he went on and on about that. And he asked me, he said, John, how do you stop? Like, how do you put this in your life? Because you talk about it, you talk a good game, but how do you do it? And it's a great question, right? Because we listen to people on stages all the time and we never really ask them, how do you do it in your life? Like, it's mm-hmm. one thing to get up here and, and, and read all this awesome stuff or, you know, have a great podcast about how to do it, but how do you do it in your life? Mm-hmm. And I gotta tell you, Tom, that this is probably the answer to the question you asked me a minute ago. It's caring about God more than I care about myself. Right. Like coming to that point in my life where he is really the most important thing in my life, where he is the highest priority among all priorities in life. Mm-hmm. I'm living for him. Do I fail? Do I do it miserably a lot? Yeah. Are there, are there times where I speak to my wife in a way that I that she doesn't appreciate and I look at it five minutes later and go, what are you doing? Like you're out here telling all these right. people, we're, we're human. We're going to have those instances. But we have to make up our mind that like I don't want to offend God. Right. I'll tell you probably something personal I shouldn't say, Uh-oh. but I will. It was a couple of days ago. Here we go. You know, I'm sitting there, and I found out about some great I things. I can hear your confession. I can't absolve you, That's though. right. That's right. Well, that's I've a, already taken care of that Jeff. part. So, <laughs> <laughs> But no, seriously, I, I was sitting in my, in my room uh, the other day, and some great things happened with just what we're doing at Pew Ministries. We had a great board meeting. There's a lot of successful stuff mm-hmm. that's coming down the pipe that I can't wait to share with people. And I just got that feeling of euphoria, right? Like, man, this is God, you're blessing me so much, and this is great. And my, my, my next mind went to like, I want to go find Angela, and I want to tell her, and I want to celebrate, and I want to, you know, maybe even, you know, enter in the marital embrace. Like, this is just a great moment. Well, it dawned on me that this wasn't the right time to be embracing in the marital embrace, if you get my drift. I got you. So the next thing, like, I've been sitting there like three seconds, and my phone's sitting there, and I look over, and I'm like, I could. And like that, a thought of pornography and and satiating a need at the moment or a feeling hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. And I was this close, like I was was walking into the restroom and I stopped mid stride and I thought about my wife's upstairs. If I do this, it's not, it's not, I'm not only doing something to myself, um, I'm I'm not being chased, I'm cheating on my wife basically. I'm dishonoring her, I'm dishonoring God. I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna do it. And in the moment it was hard, like the tug of that stuff was tremendous oh, like yeah. i was three feet away from where i could have just gone and nobody would have known the, known the difference You're right and in that moment i was able to say i love god more than that yep. i think more of god than that and and it's not about i don't want to go to confession confession that's not a big deal to me i'll go to confession anytime anybody will let me because i mess up plenty and there's never a lack of anything to talk about but like what was important is i don't want to offend god right and that's where we have to get to is the point where God means so much to us that anything we do, whether it's a white lie, a cuss word, um, anything, even to mortal sins, we don't want to offend him. And that's where that difference is. That's when you start to turn about face and start to walk towards the light and to the Lord away from everything else that this world tries to put in front of you. You're overcoming selfishness. Yeah, that's exactly right. You can go back to Exodus 92, by the way. That'll help you do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to that, except for the cold showers and the no beer thing. But <laughs> brutal part of it, right? You yeah. made it, so I should have a I should have a cold uh, showers good the worst. Shot. <laughs> right. But here's the thing, like, you can't and this is the words of St. Augustine, you can't begin a new life until you've repented. And right. so so many of us, we spend so much of our time, and I can remember it myself, is just 
wishing and desiring like, Lord, change my life, change my life, change my life, do it for me, do it for me, do it for me. But God's not going to do that. He's going to give you the opportunities and the moments to choose wisely. And he's going to put people in your place and in your way and in your in your path that will help you do that. But you have to make your mind up, I want to live a different life. Right. I don't want to surrender to these things anymore. I don't want the shame, the guilt, and the feeling. And it is a great quote that I mentioned earlier that was talking about, um, and I forgot the saint that said it, but he basically was saying that, that Satan flips the script and he makes the, um, the shame come from the repentance instead of the shame coming from the sin. And that's really where we find ourselves is, is the devil paints a picture. Like, think Dumb about that it. down. When you want to go to confession and you've done something that you're really not proud of, you're embarrassed, you know, or something you've done a lot that you don't want to go back and talk to the priest about. It's like, I know they say they don't remember, but I know they remember. And I've been in here 20 times in the last three months for this thing. Right. It's that shame, right? The devil starts, don't go, you're, you're going to be embarrassed and you shouldn't have to tell anybody that, right? Like, right. you don't need to just keep, that's a venial sin, right? Like, just go to go to mass and, and all that's supposed to be taken away, right? Like, through all of that. So don't, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. He starts shaming you into believing that it wasn't the sin that there was the problem. It's the repentance that you now seek. Gotcha. And that is the worst place to be in because it's just a game he's playing with you mm-hmm. to keep you out of that confessional, away from repentance, away from turning back towards God and facing him. Mm-hmm. So we have to realize that, it's that as St. John Christendom says, sin is followed by shame. Repentance is followed by boldness. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about here. We have this longing as men to go out and be heroic, right? To do that's why we love movies like That's where you do the battle. Yeah, that's where that's why you love Star Wars and Marvel and Rocky movies and we all as men have this innate desire within us to go out and live virtuous and to be glorious and and to be um seriously you're putting Rocky in there with yeah, Star man. Wars and, and There's a uh, bunch of why do you think have you <laughs> I guarantee you if you're changing channels and that theme music's on and he's in a training scene, you're not changing the channel even though you've seen it 5,000 times. <laughs> That's true. Because it calls us to be inspired, right? You're right. We know that we're made for more. Yeah, you're right. And so, you know, we have to realize that through this repentance is not weakness. It's not shameful. It is the strongest, most courageous thing you can do is to go before another person, in the you know, the person of Jesus Christ and a priest and say, this is what's wrong in my life. Very humbling. But not only is this what's wrong, I want to stop. Right. I don't want just an apology that's, an, you know, I don't want forgiveness based on I'm sorry in the moment. I want to be sorry for the rest of my life. I want to repent from this for the rest of my life. Right. And that's where we have to get as men before we can ever go out and start dreaming of leading of other men. I know we're all broken, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and broken men lead. It's just part of, I mean, it's, it's part of our, our life. But we have to be embracing that repentant part of our life. That's why John the Baptist, Jesus, so many, St. Peter, all of them in the Bible over and over again, St. Paul, we're calling you to repent, repent, repent so that you can be given your, your, forgiven your sins and given mercy so you can change your life and go out and change the lives of others. That's what we're supposed to do at the end of the day. So that's where this heroic courage comes from. Mm-hmm. This thing that, that we, we, we desire, we see in the movies, this this desire we have in men, I mean, just in ourselves, even as young boys, to to play the hero, to be right. to be the the victor, to to go out and save the girl, to whatever it is, it comes from that place of that desire of being better, of living for something more. Right, and that starts when we repent. It doesn't start when you go. I started going to church consistently on Sundays, and I'm good. Let me go out here and start telling men how to live their lives. No, it's like have I dealt with the things in my own life? that have put me in a position where I haven't been going to church or where you know, I, I haven't been close to Jesus. What's my prayer life look like? All of these things that we need to have sorted out 
before we ever go fight the battle on the exterior. Mm-hmm. But that's what we want to do as men, right? Like it's just it's easier for us, right? We always seek the easy way out with men. It's oh, like, yeah. all right, so I got to go do this, or I can buy her flowers. Like let me buy flowers. Like you know, <laughs> it's just always we take the easy way out. You're right. So the easiest thing to do in that is just to say, you know what? I'll save that for later, and I'm going to run out here full charge with my waving my my flag of whatever I'm I'm, I'm out here doing. And then everything's good. I made myself feel good in that moment. I'm living the good Catholic Christian life, and I'm going to ignore all that other junk I don't want to think about, and I'm going to continue to put on this face and this mask and walk out here as if I'm a man who has surrendered my life to Christ mm-hmm. and who has my things in order. Right. And that doesn't take place until we start to truly repent. And that's what Jesus and every one of those guys I mentioned in the Bible meant is, you know what? We can want and we can wish to, to, to have this in our life as much as, as we can, but it's not going to affect, it's not going to change, we're not going to be different until we have truly submitted and surrendered, like you said, and repented all these things to God and made our mind up that I'm changing my mind, I'm putting my foot down. Mm-hmm. This junk is no longer controlling me, and I'm going to, I embrace the peace, the joy, the love, the mercy, the hope that God wishes to give me. Which is so fulfilling. Yeah. It's so awesome. It's what most of us are looking for, and we don't even know it until we no, see it. we don't. It. You we know, don't. we're too busy trying to find it in things of the world, and and you know, fleeting things, but it's when we can get to this point, like that's what, you know, I, I keep thinking of hearing in my head, like my dad saying anything worth doing is hard, like, right. you know, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Like this is the ultimate anything worth doing is hard. Right. You know, to work hard here on earth, to beat back these things and to get all this junk out of our life so that we can spend our next life, the life we were born for, right? Mm-hmm. We're not citizens of this earth, we're citizens of heaven. And if we, we need to be living our lives to obtain that citizenship, right? But so often we look around and we're not doing that. Right. We're living in the moment. We're living in the now. We're living paycheck to paycheck for the next thrill, whatever it is. Yeah. We're not living for what's to come later in life. Yeah. And and that's what's going to get us in trouble when we show up. And, and Jesus says a lot of great things, nice things in the Bible, but he also says a lot of things like, I never knew you. Yeah. Be gone from me. You know, basically saying you've had your chance. Head over there with the goats. Right. Yeah. Like gnashing in teeth. Here's another one, you know. Yeah. Send them on over there. Yep. That's that's where we're going to find ourselves if we don't start taking this seriously. And look, look around our country right now where we are, and I don't want to get into a huge political discussion, but there's a lot of things that are morally bankrupt in our country right now, mm-hmm. things that I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. Yep. And it's because we have a bunch of people that are running around doing as they please, living as they want. They're, they're uh, living out relativism. They're, they're, um, their indifference is flowing out of them. But God calls us to that repentance. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to start. Like this is literally... If someone was to ask me, where do I start as a man changing my life? You can't go any further until you've done what Christ did. And it was so important. It was the first thing he said to us in that gospel of Mark. Right. Right? He didn't say, hey, here's all these you know laws and get that right and then repent and then you know have a relationship with me. But that's what we're always called to is that relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get to when you repent is you get that heroic courage to, to live this life, to be different in a world that tells you it doesn't want you to be different. You get that because of it's a it's a fruit of that repentance. Mm-hmm. It's of Jesus saying, you've given me everything, you've trust me, um, you've done the difficult task. Now here's the courage to keep going, and this is a reward for that repentance, that true repentance. Mm-hmm. Not the half-hearted, hokey-pokey, one hand, one foot in, one foot out, but the, the true repentance of I'm going to change my life forever. Yeah. Man, that- <laughs> I, I, am, I am so glad I'm a patron of this program. Well, thank you. You're I, good, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I'm glad you are, too. And hopefully there's this some other people. This is not your first rodeo, here. clearly. No, it's not. And it's something that, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll open up here and be honest for a second. Not that I'm usually not, but I just want to share this. <laughs> I guess I just stuck my foot in my mouth there. 
But um, no, you're good. We understand. But no, like I, I really struggle sometimes with thinking that hey, are we being repetitive? Are we talking about the same things? But I've really learned to trust that these things, like repentance, is something that we can never talk about enough. Because if we don't have that, then we're we can't go further in our spiritual life. Right. We can you know keep up the facades. Um, and all of the other things that we like to do, the mask, but it's all going to come crumbling down at some point. It did for me, it right? It did for me all those years at Holy Rosary. People were looking and saw a, you know, a guy that had money and a good job and a beautiful family and thought it was all held together. And then one day it came crashing down right. because there was never actually that repentance in my life. Yeah. It was the, you know, God, I won't do it again like our children do sometimes, right? right? Dad, I won't do it again if you just don't spank me. Or Dad, I won't do it again if you don't take away my privileges. Dad, I won't... But it's always that half-hearted, like, can I get away with this? Right. Is this is this going to be enough, or am I really going to? Is this it, right? And yeah. so sometimes some of us, and it's weird to say this, are lucky enough to be brought to our knees, and some of us are just given a choice every day. So we have to start paying that attention. That is kind of weird that. to hear. It is. It is. It, that's what I said last week. It was a grace to be arrested. Yeah. Most people look at you like you got four heads when you say that, but it was yeah. because it was the opportunity I needed in my life. And God will put an opportunity in each and every one of our lives. And you think about where your life it. is now right. versus where it was before then. It's like, oh, yeah, man, that was definitely worth it. Yeah, and it, it, it'll be that way for anybody that opens their heart to God. But, Amen. Um, you know, we that's what we've got to do. we got to quit messing around with it. We want to be men of action. Well, here's an action you can take. Start repenting in your life. Quit trying to fix somebody else's junk and fix yours first. Yep. That way you can go out there and then be that help to other people that you need. You can form yourself and forge yourself into the man that God wants you to be because he has that design. He has that plan for each and every one of us, Mm -hmm. but you have to do your part. You have to do the work to fulfill what he's given you to use that grace. As we said last week and become the person he called you to be because until your, your gifts are, are fully developed and the things that he's given you are, are are realized and and you've, you've come to that point in your life where you've said, I'm in, I'm Mm -hmm. all the way in, Mm -hmm. then you're always going to struggle and it's always going to be a battle for you on, how am I going to live with this group of people or this group of people or that group of people? And you're always going to be worried about what other people think and who you have to be in all these different places. Instead of saying, I stand with Jesus Christ. I stand with the man that he made me to be. And I know who I am because I've repented and he's shown me. And that's the thing. Most people spend most of their life searching for who they are, but Jesus Christ will show you if you let them. Amen. So in the words of St. Augustine, God has promised forgiveness to your repentance, but he has not promised tomorrow to your procrastination. Guys, get on it, get after it, and repent today. Let's take it to prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you have called us to repent and believe in the gospel. We truly begin to do this when the desire to not offend you becomes greater than the desire to sin. Help us to remember that we must first engage in the battle within before we join the one that rages around us. And Father, whenever we feel the shame of sin rearing its ugly head, remind us that the fruit of true repentance is a lasting holy boldness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.